A reading from Luke 7, 31-35. To what then can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling out to each other. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not cry. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you say, Here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by all her children. This is uh, pretty um, relevant and, and cultural and timely, I think, when the like upside down wisdom of this world is on full display. You know, we're in an interesting moment culturally where it seems every day like wrong is right and right is wrong. You know, we're just in this weird topsy-turvy moment. Both the left wing and the right wing are just like totally confused. You know, I, I heard recently about a kid in one of the local high schools who self-identifies as a cat. Mm. You're just like, what? And all these people are trying to accommodate her self-identification, you know? So that's some of the weird stuff on the left wing. And on the right wing, you've got, I think, confusion about leadership. You know, I'm old enough to remember when uh, Bill Clinton's character flaws were a disqualifier for office. And now the right wingers are happy to overlook the same kind of character flaws and even celebrate them in more recent uh, GOP leaders. So it's just, everything is tossy turvy and mixed up and confused. And yeah, uh, Jesus calls us back to, you know, there it, you can let the world speak all this nonsense, but that doesn't take away, it doesn't change the actual wisdom of God. And the wisdom of God will be proven. It'll be proven right by her children. What an interesting phrase he, he gives us here. And um, so to me, the takeaway is not to be, distracted or even dismayed by all the noise and chaos and confusion of this world, but rather to keep focusing on the wisdom of God. Again, like Psalm 1, putting my roots by the streams of of living water, reading the Bible every day, communing with Christ every day, just sticking to that source of wisdom, even when the world has gone mad. Well, I'm going to address this right to you, young man. (laughs) Um, The Issues that are afflicting us today, afflicting us today, it seems to me, uh, are a love affair that the American population is is having, uh, not to good or evil, but to bread and circuses, um, a favorite of the Roman times, bread and surf- circuses. Uh, I think the church in general uh, has failed uh, to maintain its position in, in, in the United States. And so what you're witnessing, whether it's political figures or populations, uh, an enormous uptick in crime an enormous kind of sense of things are becoming defined by chaos rather than by some kind of order. And I, I think that everybody in, uh, of a, uh, who actually goes to church, uh, they're actually shocked and surprised that the world is behaving as it is. Because on one level, we have been worshiping progress 
And on the other level, uh, we believe we're a Christian nation. But all that's being thrown into question. The progress is being thrown into question, whether it's scientific or some kind of cultural progress. And culture itself seems to be disintegrating before our very eyes. And I'm kind of wondering, as Eric Metastas did in his book, Letter to the American Church, uh, well, where is the church in all this? And I, I, I don't think, I think you're right, Nathan, to say you're neither, uh, from a church point of view, you're not a Democrat, and you're not a Republican. You're a Christian. And that does not necessarily have any political implications to it. But I don't think the reality of right and wrong has disappeared, but it seems to have been swept up in this cultural chaos that we seem to be experiencing all over the place. Yeah, I mean, this is, um, as you might imagine, there's a almost daily, probably more like weekly nudge or call or tug on me to speak more from the pulpit about those things going on in culture. And I get it all the time. It's, you know, I'm not I'm not naive to that. Okay. Uh, and my response, obviously, is to just keep preaching the word. There's enough to say from the word. I go back. I've done this time and time again. But I go back to that illustration of when they train bank tellers to spot a counterfeit hundred dollar bill. They don't have them look at all the counterfeit examples. They have them study the real deal, the actual hundred dollar bill. Then they'll be able to spot the um, the flaw immediately when they see it. On another one. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm just you know we just spent in March a whole series on the Apostles' Creed. And that to me is the absolute best. I, I people are hearing this crap all week on Fox News, on Twitter, on Facebook. Everybody look, they're seeing all of the cacophony of culture when they come to church. I don't want to focus anymore on that. I'm just going to preach the word. I have 22 or so minutes. I'm not going to waste my time on that stuff. I'm just going to talk about the wisdom of God. Focus on that. Focus on Christ, as it says in Hebrews. Look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. We just keep doing that well. It will speak to, um, or it, it will give us perspective on all the chaos of this world. But our, but our hearts and minds will be focused on the right thing, which is Christ. Well, I think that this uh, uh, this daily Bible study and this podcast in particular um, has a single purpose to it, I think. And that is to bring the people of the pews up to a level of knowledge and involvement in scriptural truth so that uh, there is a a congruence between your position and your training and what you have been brought to a particular church to do and what the congregation knows about that. My own life is a pretty much a study in the modern American man where he knew nothing about the Bible. Uh, the churches he attended uh, some were better than others, uh, but what you're saying is the word of God has to be, you know, has to be repeated time and time again in a in a powerful way. 
There's power here in the word of God, power in the Holy Spirit. It's not, you know, the society says, oh, we wanted to, you know, they're more like Sodom and Gomorrah than like, uh, you know, uh, a modern city or a modern country. Uh, Much has been lost uh, because the word of God and the people that preach it are not heard anymore in a general sense. You don't see them on Fox. So Eric Metastasis is an anomaly, but he wrote a tremendous book about a martyr who was not left or right or any of that stuff. He was a biblical Christian, a Protestant, who saw evil and decided that he had to maybe go as far as even sacrifice his own life to try to turn the tide against this enormous evil that was eating up innocent lives. And when I say innocent, I mean people that had not committed a crime of, you know, uh, being executed, but whether it's the Jews or uh, whatever, it was, it was horrendous and it was dark. And we were in a country that rose up against that. And that was the good at that time. It may not be the good now.